Hello, everyone, and welcome to the For Pete's Sake Peterborough Real Estate Podcast. I'm David O'Connor with EXP Realty, and with me is Alex Blancard with EXP Realty. And today we're going to take you through the November 2022 market stats, but we want to do a little bit more and just show you the numbers. We wanted to actually break them down a little bit and explain what they mean. And as a nice little treat for everyone, we are going to do our tip of the month and also our listing deal of the month. Hey man, I'm excited. I'm excited to do this. I know we were talking about doing something like this for a while. So yeah, you ready to rock and roll? Yeah, let's hop into it. Let's just hop right into the stats. All right, folks. So let's hop into the Peterborough real estate market for the month of November in 2022. Uh, what's really cool about these stats is that we've just pulled specifically residential sales for the month. So some other stats might mix in, you know, county sales or maybe some commercial sales in there. And it kind of really skews the number. But what we wanted to do was really just focus on the residential market for the city of Peterborough. So yeah, talk to me about uh, 2021 versus 2022 for November, Dave. All right, so we're seeing the average sale price has declined by 16% year over year. Uh, new listings have declined by 7%, but here's the big numbers. The number of sales has declined by 56%, and uh, days to sell, so days on market, has increased by 90%. Wow, so it's a bunch of de decreases, and then... It's taken almost twice as long to sell your home this year compared to last year. And uh, yeah, you mentioned kind of the the biggest factor there was the, the decline of 56%. Uh, go into that a little bit more. Why is that a significant number? Well, it, it just shows that um, there's not a lot of active buyers in this market. We could, we could unpack that, but I'd say uh, one of the one of the major reasons is it's there's a lot of tentative buyers out there because of all these bank of canada increases that have happened with the most recent being just a couple of days ago another half point so we've seen what about five five rate hikes this year i think um the buyers are waiting on the sideline waiting for the market to stabilize there's also the looming potential global recession um and again we're seeing a, a lot of tentative buyers i don't know if you're having this experience but a lot of my clients they're they're talking about hey let's let's push it to the spring the buyers are like, oh, yeah. let's come back in the spring and, and the people who want to list are, are they're, they're also holding to the spring. So we're seeing, yeah, a lot of, a lot of tentative buyers in this market. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, uh, I'm absolutely in the same boat. Um, yeah, let's hop into these November stats and then we can kind of look at things on a, uh, on a global picture and kind of what might be influencing these stats and why we're seeing what we're seeing in the real estate market. So uh, without further ado, average sale price, the big, uh, big number that everybody is uh, is interested in. We saw a decline this month. Uh, we came in at five hundred seventy five thousand four hundred and ninety four thousand dollars. And uh, yeah, we're about sixty five thousand dollars cheaper than we were last month so that's a pretty big hit so i mean if you look at the graph there you can really see your peaks in uh, in march and february of 2022 and then beside the latest bar you actually see a little bit of an increase and that was the october number so we actually went up in october but it seems like maybe that was just a blip and we did see that proper correction uh in november uh, in terms of which way the the curve in the distribution is heading, which is kind of like this. And we're kind of on the downturn. 
Any thoughts on that? No, I think um, we didn't have much of a fall market this year. It looked like um, when we got into late September, things things started to pick up, and I, I just wasn't sure what kind of fall market we had. And then it just it just slowed right down. And uh, I, I find November is the third or fourth busiest real estate month, at least for me personally, and and a lot of stats I've seen over the years. But it was a it was a really slow November. And as as we trend towards the holidays, you know, things always. You know, slow slow almost to a halt for, for about two or three weeks yeah and, and rightfully so rightfully so everybody's doing the holiday thing so nobody's really got real estate on their mind uh what i find interesting about this graph uh, is it goes back to 2018 so you can kind of see like look at the increase from 2018 it's pretty much a steady increase and you see that a lot real estate tends to move in cycles so we were headed up for the last you know, four years. And now we're kind of starting to see a downturn. But yeah, let's move on. And uh, yeah, let's talk about the number of new listings. So as we were just kind of touching on it, the activity, look at this graph. So you can see the number of new listings and the peaks every single year. So it tends to peak in that uh, spring to fall season. And then you really see those declines towards the start in the end of each year. Uh, so yeah, how did November do? Well, we had 87 new listings in the month of November. And if you look at the last four years, going back to 2018, 87 really tends to be, you know, pretty on par with what's happened, you know, historically in the last four, four years in Peterborough. So 87 isn't really an outlier there. Yeah, we jump to the next one though. Yeah, and this is where we really start to see the outlier. Um, again, you can kind of see that same distribution we saw with the listings where you're getting a lot of activity in those uh, those spring to fall months. And uh, yeah, we saw 51 sales. So that is a huge decline. If you look at what we're seeing in the past couple of years, you know, maybe an average of around 80, 88-ish on average, and we were at 51 for the month of November. So a huge decline there. Uh, again, I think it was around 50, 53% or 56%, if I remember correctly. That's a huge decline. And that just goes to show you that, yes, the listings are staying the same, but there's not amount, a lot of demand out there. We're not seeing a lot of buyers that are looking to purchase these properties. And that's where you start to see the prices drop and you know whether that is a combination of scarcity in the market and people kind of not knowing what's going to happen with the future you touched on the recession whether that's a factor of affordability and because you know affordability it's so tough right now to to get a mortgage with the current interest rates it's really limiting people with the amount of real estate that they can buy based on their incomes because we're not seeing the incomes you know increase at the same rate that we're seeing these interest rates increase and i think it's really hurting you know buyers in the market and they're not sure what to do they're not sure what what they have to play with and i think that there's a lot of opportunity for buyers in this market it's just they're just really focusing on that rate increase what they don't realize is that the mortgage payment on a, on a home in today's market um is, is very similar to what it would have been back in February. But the difference is rates have gone up, you know, three and a half, four percent, but prices have dropped, you know, on average around 30%, 35% in some markets.
and you're not going to competition. You're not going against, you know, 20, 25 different buyers. And as I said, your deposits going further. So again, for the people in the right financial situation that, that, that have the deposit and can afford the rates, um, there, there's some really good opportunity. Um, I also feel like buyers got a little beat up in that spring market early this year. Oh yeah. I some clients lose, lose out on, on, on 10 competitions, but it's, it's tough when you're going against 30, 35 offers and, uh, that, that whole strategy of, uh, of holding, uh, extremely low, below market price. Um, I just rubbed a lot of buyers the wrong way. So, um, it's funny that, or it's interesting that in the same calendar year, we, we shifted from a heavy, heavy seller's market where the sellers were in complete control, where people were going in without conditions, right? Um, taking the buyers were taking on all the risk. And now you jump up, you know, to later in the year. And now we're in a, a temporary, I think, buyer's market. So what would you tell a buyer right now that says they want to wait until spring? You know, let's say uh, they're a first time buyer. I mean, obviously it depends on their, their situation and it is really tough right now with with your pre-approvals because yeah. you're still having to qualify with that stress test so you're still having to qualify two percent higher than the you know six percent mortgage rates right now and yes it's great for down payment but if you are a first-time buyer is it best right now to wait until spring or is it best to get in there right now is are, are these are these prices going to continue to fall yeah, that's, that's the trick, the million dollar question or the billion dollar question. I would say, I, I would advise them, obviously go get your pre-approval, see what, what budget you have to play with. You know, I always tell them within your means, like comfort, what can you comfortably spend within your means? There is a scenario where it seems like a lot of people are wait, waiting for the spring market. If uh, the Bank of Canada was being very transparent, by the way, about their increases. So if they say, hey, you know what, um, we're, we're going to, hold fast around these rates or we might see some declining rates uh, later later in 2023 then what's going to happen is all these people that have been waiting you know that didn't take part in the fall market we have the potential to have a very busy spring market and I, there's a good chance the prices could start to increase there how many buyers are going to come out of the shadows you know that have been waiting for the spring once the bank of canada hops on and goes okay uh no more Tiff Macklem says we're not we're not doing any more rate hikes. You know how many buyers are going to come out of the shadows going? Okay, I, I have to work with a a six and a half, maybe a six point two five, you know, mortgage rate. Let's go see what I can buy. Yeah, I, I'd say um, you know, again back to that first time home buyer. If, if an opportunity presents itself in this market, you know the pros are you know you're not against as much competition. Right. You might be buying like that higher rate, but if it's within your means, what, what does it really matter if you're only holding this asset for multiple years? Yes. Jump and to April, May that you, when prices start to go up, rates will start to trend down. But what, what does it matter when um, it's, it's an appreciating asset that you're going to hold for multiple years? That's the, that's the, the investor kind of side of things, but people sometimes can't see past um, just the, the rate increases. Absolutely. Yeah. And and I actually had a quote here that I wanted to read from a website called Better Dwelling that focuses on Canadian housing. And uh, we'll put the link below the video so you guys can check out the article. Uh, but they said this, uh, assets are worth what they can be liquidated for. 
That means a regular flow of buyers need to be both willing and able to pay the current price. As credit becomes cheaper, leverage rises and it's easier to absorb rising prices. So what that means basically, as the cost of borrowing is lower, i.e. lower interest rates, it's easier to absorb rising prices. So you can, buyers are able to purchase a higher purchase price or a highest higher average price of a home because the cost of credit is cheaper. Now on the flip side, as credit becomes more expensive, leverage is reduced and it makes it harder to pay those higher prices. To ensure flow in the market, prices have to fall or buyers need to become wealthier. So as credit gets more expensive, as it costs more money to borrow, basically what has to happen is buyers either need to become wealthier and have a higher capital or these prices need to fall yeah. in order to ensure a proper flow and a, a healthy market. And that's what we're seeing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I think, um, as, as you just, what was the average price for uh, Peterborough City? It was five five eighty? Five seventy six, yeah. Yeah, and or five seventy five. At the peak, late February, early March, I, I believe it was up to almost eight eight seven, eight hundred. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Well, let's jump ahead here. Yeah, so days to sell. This is kind of an interesting one as well. Uh, what I love to see about this graph is you can kind of see there in uh, in twenty nineteen the days to sell were not uh, it, sitting on the market for 29 days might seem absurd if you look at seven days to sell in February 2022, which is absolutely nuts. But when you look over the last four years, you see that 29 days to sell sitting on the market for a month before you sell isn't really uh, abnormal. It's not it's not strange to have to sit on the market for a month before you sell your house. But if you're comparing it to, you know, February when homes were getting scooped up sometimes in a day, you know, maybe it seems weird, but looking back long-term, it's pretty normal. Yeah. When you're in a more balanced market, they, they tend to sit in the market for, for closer to a month. We're back in February. If somebody, if a listing wasn't holding for a week, um, then it would sell within 24, 48 hours because the massive demand we saw back in yeah. January, February. Yeah, we're, we're we're not quite there, but especially if an agent was was new to the industry, and they'd never seen a market like this before. That's why I like I like talking about talking to the agents that've been in the game for a long time. You know, they were there for 08, or even the ones that were back in the in the early nineties, and and they're all relaxed in this kind of market. Um, some of the Absolutely. newer agents are wait. I I don't just throw a listing up and wait for the offers to come in. So this is yeah. where, uh, you know agents need to buckle down and, uh, and, and and work market your property you know show value it's kind of mark we're in now absolutely so months of inventory this is kind of an interesting stat uh it's it's a bit of a, a strange stat because it's it's a ratio between the amount of new listings for the month and the number of sales and what this does it's basically an absorption rate of real estate so Right now, we had uh, a month of inventory for November at three months of inventory. What does that mean? It means that if no properties were listed on December 1st, if nobody listed their homes forever, it would take three months 
to sell the current inventory that is available on the market based on how quickly these homes are selling. So what does this stat tell us? Well, it, it tells us what kind of market we're in. This is a really cool stat that can kind of show people based on the absorption rate, what market we're in. And the general rule is that anywhere really below three or four is your seller's market. Then you've got around three to six, which is a balanced market. And anything above six months of inventory is considered a buyer's market. So although you mentioned this earlier, you know, it feels right now like we're in a buyer's market, like these buyers hold the cards, like you can get a property for under list price and throw all kinds of conditions on there. And you can choose, pick and choose which home you like, which is characteristic of a buyer's market. But the stats actually tell us that we're in a seller's market. So that's what's crazy right now. And that's something that we haven't seen. Like you look back to February and you can see the lowest peak on the graph there. I believe it was below one. That 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 must have been in 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 October to December there. It was it was below one months of inventory. Homes were getting listed and getting scooped like that. Talk about a seller's market. That was a seller's market. That's as, as seller's market as it gets. Yeah, this when we were talking about this earlier, this is has easily become my favorite stat. Absolutely. It's it's kind of like equivalent to a baseball war. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like so yeah, yeah. And just, just to recap, so if if the market froze today and there was no new listings, it would take, what, three months or just under three months to burn through the current inventory that is on the market. That's right, based which, on the current rate of sales. Which is would put us technically into a seller's market. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, let's watch that number. Let's see what happens. Let's see how it changes. I mean, you can see over the past, two or sorry four years i mean we haven't really gone above three a couple of times we went at two three but we haven't really gone above three so let's see what happens oh, so yeah now let's now let's go on the tip of the month so uh dave tell me what's the tip of the month so the tip of the month so we, we talked about how technically it's a seller's market but really it's a false buyer's market we're calling it so because we're in more of a buyer's market, there is now an appetite to get that sale of property condition. So right now, if you're, if you're a buyer and you also have something to sell, it's a tricky market because you might find the perfect property, but the issue you're going to have is, well, now I got to go to market and I got to sell my home. And if that doesn't sell, you know, my, my, the purchase will fall through. So when we're in a seller's market, you'll now ne almost never see an offer with a sale of buyer's condition, like a buyer's offer. There is an appetite for that condition right now. And the tip is when you put in that condition, there's an escape clause that, that comes with it. And what this does is you, the seller doesn't want to tie up their property for three, four weeks for this condition. So you put an escape clause in for the purpose of the seller. But the reason why you do that, if you don't, it will never get accepted and they'll sign it back and they'll put it in themselves. So the tip right. is for that escape clause, just one little word change because how it reads is if another offer comes in, right? It reads that the buyer now has to remove this condition, but there's also a version that says all conditions. So the tip is to make sure when you're submitting an offer that you use the word this condition as opposed to all. What that basically means is if you have other conditions, you have a finance and inspection. If it says all, you have to remove all three of your conditions and go in firm and take on all the risk. But if you put in the word this, you remove um, 
the SOBP is what we call it. And then you still have the opportunity to do your financing and inspection. Now back, you know, 2016, when we were in a bit of a, uh, again, a seller's market, there was a, a bully move by a lot of agents to start striking out this and put in all, and it kind of became commonplace. But the first thing I do when I see that, I cross out all and I put in this. So that's my, uh, that's my tip when it comes to the sale of buyer property conditions. Yeah. So let me, let's break that down a little bit. And just, so I'm representing a buyer named Sally and you're the seller. So you're selling your house and Sally wants to go in with a sale of buyer's property condition, a financing condition and a home inspection condition. So she wants to submit these three conditions on her offer because I have advised her that that's probably best practice considering the nature of the situation. So she submits that offer. And we've got an escape clause in there. What that means is we have a certain number of days to sell Sally's property. We So we submit this, this offer. It's got those three conditions. And we have four weeks now to sell Sally's property. Now, in the event that you get another offer. So let's say uh, Jeff brings an offer. And Jeff brings an offer onto Dave's property. Now, we have 48 hours to either waive the sale of buyer's property condition, or we don't get your house. Is that correct? Yeah. So what would happen is, so I'm the, I'm the selling agent. Another offer comes in that is as desirable or more, maybe has more desirable terms or a better price point. We like that offer more. So we have to give notice to the, the, the first buyer because they're sitting in first position. And depending how it's written, it's usually 48 hours, but I've seen it at 24, or some people try and push it to 72 hours. What happens is when the buyer who has the first position offer gets that notice, they then have that amount of hours to remove that condition or they get bumped. And then the new the new buyer goes into the first position. If, if, if the escape clause is written that all conditions have to be removed, you just agreed to go firm. Right, right. Potentially for an offer coming in that has a finance and inspection. So that new, that new buyer now has the opportunity to take on less risk and have a home inspection and have financing. But but you you, you just have to waive all of your conditions and now you're taking on a lot of risk because you just lost your opportunity to finalize with your bank and you just lost the opportunity to uh, get the home inspection. So that's why that one little word change is, uh, is a, makes a massive difference in that situation. Right, and that is changing waive all conditions to waive this condition is that exactly. correct yeah that one that one little word change so i'd say be very mindful this is your, your agent should be, should be catching this for you absolutely yeah and here we go buddy yeah let's talk about the deal of the month so i mean we've got uh, a pretty cool property here it's listed by jason blondin uh yeah came active yesterday we actually went to go take a look at it it is a gorgeous gorgeous property listed at 499.9 you don't really see that uh that often and what's so cool about this property is look how close you are to peterborough so this little green area right here that you see is uh harold town conservation area it's probably one of my you know favorite places to go for a walk uh in in the area and you're literally just around the corner from it. So incredible location. Again, you're maybe 10 minutes outside of Peterborough. So you've got, you know, access to the city 10 minutes away. But you're, I mean, just look at what you're surrounded by. Just gorgeous, gorgeous farmer's fields. And it's a huge house. It's over 1,700 square feet. 
it's uh, again gorgeous backyard and it's got a basement which you know it could allow for a potential secondary suite i mean there would need to be some things that you changed with the basement but you could have that secondary suite in there for a second source to income you've got a double garage that's attached to the house it's it's gorgeous yeah we, we talked about this i'm actually i'm going in a couple hours with uh to take some clients through this one but um, um I'm, yeah i'm assuming they're getting a lot of activity on this if you're watching this on the stream it's probably still active but i bet dollars to donuts uh that this this will be gone by the end of the weekend yeah speaking it is of, it is beautiful speaking of donuts <laughs> we, we had talked about this uh, we'll do a little challenge on each episode and yeah. I thought for, for this week now we can't disclose sale prices but um you and i will uh offline we'll talk about where we think this one will sell um, yeah the winner again we won't be disclosing any prices but you know um but we'll let you know who won and on the next episode the winner gets to pick the tim hortons donut a little canadian content that the other one has yeah. to live on on the stream so uh yeah so let's uh let's let's talk about it let's just say over or under i'll let you go first because you are uh you're older than me so you get to uh you get to go first so do you think it's going to go over 499.9 or under yeah again we we can't talk like exact prices don't want to influence it too much but yeah i think it's safe to say that this one is going to go over the current list price, which we don't see a lot in this market. Now, just, just so people know, this is going to be an outlier. This is going to be a bit of an anomaly, I believe, in this market because the vast majority of properties, things are sitting. Uh, this one isn't holding, but I, I still think it's going to drum up a lot of activity and, and probably sell within uh, within three to four days. Uh, yeah, J Jason Blondin did a fantastic job with this property. Uh, I guess that means that I am stuck with uh with saying that it will go under list or at list price oh no i'm saying uh, offline we, we can talk about where we think this one will, will land yeah okay yeah so okay. we'll be a little bit more fair so we'll go offline we won't okay good openly then uh, i'm not stuck eating the boston cream or yeah, something so, so you're, you're, you're still in the game but okay uh, uh, no you're eating a double chocolate <laughs> oh perfect <laughs> so there you have it that's that's our um value pick of the month and uh that's it for the first uh, episode of the um, our new podcast. Yeah, guys. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, I hope you got some value out of that. We will put uh, our contact information below. And feel free to reach out. Do you have any questions about what's going on with the Peterborough market? Do you have any questions about real estate, even the Canadian real estate market? And, and what's kind of happening with interest rates, what it means to you? anything like that just feel free to reach out we're we're here to help and and we love to help yeah we'll have our, our information to reach out to either of us or, or throw it in the comments and we'd uh, love to hear what we have to say and we, we we don't even mind popping on here and doing a doing a q a session as well so absolutely awesome. well alex thank you for uh for jumping on appreciate it looking forward yeah, to, thank you. to doing these with you and uh i'll, I'll let you sign it off Absolutely. So yeah, thanks for joining folks. And until next time, that's all folks. <laughs> <laughs>